What's this? What? This car. This stupid car. Where's the Cadillac? The Caddy. Where's the Caddy? The what? The Cadillac we used to have. The Bluesmobile. I traded it. Traded the Bluesmobile for this? No, for a microphone. A microphone? Okay, I can see that. We may not have traded the Cadillac for a microphone, but it's great to be back in front of a microphone. Oh, heck yes. Thank you. Now that Mr. Andrews has set us free, we can uh, record again. I can't be any clearer than that. That's what's most important. You can have all your mates round to home and get on the beers. And that's what I'm probably going to be doing during this podcast. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, you are hearing us. We're back. Thank you to everyone for their patience with us. Uh, we haven't recorded for quite a long time. So just a couple of quick things. Number one, Cadillac have registered uh, a trademark in Australia, Bobster. Mm, you mm, aware of that? Mm. Yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's, there's one for Gen 3, but we'll, uh, we'll, let oh, that one, we'll, we'll let that one run out a little bit more. What about Roland and his Camaro? Yeah, I'll fucking take anybody's fucking money wherever the fuck I can. We know. We're aware of this. So, Thank you. Uh, Thank welcome back, welcome back, Roland. Thanks. Uh, it's great to be back here in front of the microphone with you two. <laughs> yes, it's been it's been so long since we recorded. When we did last um, talk to you, the band didn't have a supercars around this year. Yeah, that's that's a long, long time ago. And yeah. a big shout out to uh, Yasser Shahin, the man who is currently leader in the clubhouse for Australian GT. He is currently winning the one for the price of two award. He's bought another one. No, well, he, he bought that Porsche GT3 car that he raced in the Tin Tops race. So yeah, uh, yep, yep. he bought a Porsche and he paid for a Mercedes that he rode off. So that's one for the price of two. That's right. Yep, indeed. Yep. Thanks very much uh, for all your efforts, uh, Roger Penske. Yeah, um, yep. don't let the door smack you on the ass on the way out. Perhaps we called that, what, a year ago? At least. Yeah. And uh, about, Scott- about the same time that we called that um, Anton was uh, signed by, by the now DJR. No. <laughs> no? No, no. I would like to go officially on record. It is not Dick Johnson Racing. Okay. It is Dick Story Racing. And they are going to announce very shortly the most capable, appropriate co-driver for the endurance races next year. Dick Story. Renee Gracie. If anyone knows yeah, a dick story, yeah. it's Renault. Thank you. Thank you. You know you know all those people that were missing us in our podcast? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're now not. Yeah, no, they're not yes, missing, they're us, not missing us now. now. Um, so uh, we're about three minutes in, and uh, those of you that have switched off already, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's just get into it. So pick five for supercar. So these are the five... So, hang on, before we go there. Yep. I've got to say, congratulations to Scotty Mack. Mm-hmm. He fucking smoked them. Yep. He was in the best car with the biggest budget, and he goes all right. Yep. I genuinely wish the young bloke well. 
Oh, absolutely. Ne- yeah, absolutely. Ne- next year, absolutely. he is about to learn all about starting over again. Yep. And it will be a fair income test. Mm. And I hope the young bloke does well. I think um, he'd do well to talk to Marcus Ambrose because Marcus went through the exact same thing. Okay. Yep. Different different category. Big, but... big fish, little pond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, and he's about to learn what real big-time motor racing is about because yep. the Yanks don't stuff about. I think Scott is going to well and truly have it over Marcus because Scott's got... Uh, the machine. Scott's got the machine with his arms wrapped around him. So yep. I think that's um, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Righto, Wolves, that we're going to do this the simple way. We're going to do our pick five. Right. So to explain this, basically we're going to pick five names from the 2020 Supercar season and then the person on the other side is going to explain why. No, it wasn't the other way around. I'm gonna th- we're gonna throw a name at each other and we're gonna guess. And if we don't guess correctly, then the other person explains it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. What you said. Don't don't worry. If you, I'm I'm confused. God knows how the listeners are. Yeah, no, that's yeah. all good. So um, good. Yep. You better kick off because I've got I've got the perfect number ten. Okay. Off you go. Shane Van Gisbergen. Shane Van Gisbergen. Why is Shane Van Gisbergen in your pick five? Well, I've already said this on my page, but let's put it into process into. Uh, on the record. On the record and uh, audio on the record. Supercars are contemplating push to pass for Gen 3. I'd say Shane Van Gisbergen's already been Mr. Push to Pass in the Supercar series for a number of years. Uh, first Bathurst might have something to do with it. Oh, first him and, Bathurst. Him, he and Garth getting over the line and wow, that, that come last on, come, no, come on, come on, say it. He oh. now is the fastest tander, isn't he? He is the fastest tander. Yes, okay, thank you. Fair enough. Yeah. No, the show, show and, Garth, and Garth, on the absolutely remotest chance that you are listening, and I know you're probably not, I finally got the Warbs to do admit that uh, you're the fastest tander. He is the fastest tander. But Shane, Shane, I mean, that last stint where he um, had to fend off the faster Tickford car with Mr. Waters, I mean, that was all Van Gisberg, and that car didn't have much left in it. Oh, uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think the cars were probably equally matched, mm. and I think those couple of tenths, those two, three, four, five tenths each lap after the restarts, yeah. I think that was that was the difference. Having said that, um, he I, fell asleep at the start of the year. Having now, having said that, I really genuinely hope one of us has got Cam Waters in our pick five because uh, he might actually have to be. A, if we haven't, he has to be our supplementary number. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wolves to my number one would have to be. Brad Jones Racing. Yes. BJR, we talked about it in the last episode. And we both mentioned it on our pages. Mm-hmm. The lack of data, mm-hmm. the, the reduced team numbers, essentially this year's been a hell of... With, with everyone on the road for mm-hmm. 100 and whatever f***ing days it was, 100 and something, 113 days, whatever, mm-hmm. it was a case of old school getting it done. Yep. And they did. I think also we have to mention the fact that Bejar has gone their own way with Upright. Mm. Um, that's not too well known, but they've gone away from the Walkinshaw stuff. And I think going their own direction has given them a bit more control over their own destiny. I think same as Erebus when they um, went away from the Walkinshaw stuff with the Merc Upright. So that's probably helped. But I think, yeah, old school engineering is always going to, going to win out when you're on data limited, and, and tech limited. It's that 
people limited. And we've talked about it before. It's it's when you when you're in in the lane and you're you know and you're watching and and the driver does that thing, returns his arms to the left and he pushes his ass out to the right. Yeah, yeah. And the engineer gets it. And I think that mm. that's been uh, one of the really refreshing things of the twenty twenty season. That mm. and we called it that that some of the minnows might be the ones that uh, that come to the front, and they were one of them. So, now, this one's going to be entirely wholesale predictable for anyone who pays attention to me. My number two pick, mm. Anton, of course. Oh, your boy. My boy. First race win. Yes. Outpaced his teammate. Killed Dave. Um, he just destroyed Dave. Absolutely destroyed. We'll get into that later. Thank you. <laughs> it's really been Anton's coming of age year. Absolutely. And now, obviously, with the announcement yesterday... Well, yesterday, day before, mm-hmm. that uh, he's been rewarded with the drive at DJR that uh, some of us called a year ago. Over a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Oh, no, Sandown was November. No, yeah, it was too. Yes. Yeah. Well played, Mr. Mr. ADP. Indeed. So the big question there is, uh, and we heard this morning, I think it was, that... La Croix, sweetie. Is staying mm. at Dick Story Racing... Unlike absolutely fabulous. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well played. I heard a whisper in the last week or so that Mirko is going there too. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean he's not. Yeah. Just because... La Croix, sweetie. ...is staying doesn't mean that Mirko's not. But um, it would be very interesting to see how things go there. It is interesting to see, and we're probably getting a little bit into 2021, so it's a bit of bleed over, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. The commercial support's still there. Shell's still on board. Rip every poor customer off is still on board. The one big thing missing at Dick Story Racing next year Mm. is Roger's big fat wallet. Yeah. You can have as many existing sponsors as you like. Oh, yeah. But when yeah. you haven't got Roger there to buy 20 of the things that you probably only need five of. And, and the political clout. Let's not... Yeah. Let's not... Yeah. Let's not detail. I mean, I don't think is going to go off the rails immediately. And I think Roger may have actually made it that way. Because if you're Roger Penske, do you want to be the bloke that crashes DJR? Oh, no, definitely not. Look at, look, at, look at Charlie Forklift's reputation. Oh, let's, let's, let's look at... Tw- we're, we're, yeah. we're moving forward. We're moving forward, but yeah, anyway. Um, Speaking of Charlie Forklift. Charlie Forklift. Your fucking segues are brilliant. Thank you. My pick fight, Team 18. Yeah. Along the lines of mm. BJR. Little engine that could. Little engine that could. And we love putting shit on Charlie Forklift. Oh, yeah. He's... In all honesty, Charlie Forklift is almost as good a target as Peter Adderton. Ooh. Sometimes better. Ooh, wow. Well, they're, they're getting back so, together, though. So, to put this in context, we know that Phil Monday fell away with 23 Red. Mm-hmm. Waverley Forklifts, mm. Charlie Schwerkholz Company, is the largest supplier of higher forklifts to the event space in the whole of Australia. Yeah. So, with this fucking virus, yes. trademark Trade registered. Racing insiders. Yep. Charlie Forklift's taken an absolutely massive hit this year with mm. his business and did, it, and did everything they needed to do mm. to, to stick in there. And uh, we may have been a little unkind at points in time earlier in the year to Team 18, mm. but to their credit, they've hung in there and they've landed some good results. Yep. I think Scotty Pye's found his feet. He and Frosty have just, uh, they've just killed it. Yeah, I think that's a fairly good assessment of it. I have to admit, they just they snuck up on me a bit. 
in terms of you don't realise how good they've done this year because they're not sort of getting the headlines that the bigger teams have yep. or that Erebus does because of their media profile. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Keep going. Um, it's up to you. Number three. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sort of going to asterisk this. Rick Kelly slash Kelly Racing. Because he's got more hair than me. I think Kelly Racing going to the Mustang, which is all change. Engine engine's different, panels are different, aero's different. So they, I need to go on record here. They're not recycled Datsuns at all. They had a chassis that was built for Datsun that then got converted to a Mustang, mm-hmm. and they built another Mustang yep. ground up. Yep, they built a new one. Uh, your mate Bert. Mm. So the, the 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 Castrol Racing Mustang that you see in the mm. Burt TV commercial from Bathurst at the start of the year is not their car. It's actually one of the Phil Monday owned cars Indeed. that are now at mm. Team Cool Drive. But we're bleeding into twenty twenty one again. Yep, and <clears throat> and also um, uh, ten bucks to the first person who runs over Burt. Okay, Burt. But uh, incidentally, Burt, you're shit. Burt shit. But no, Rick, in the meantime, has uh, called time. Uh, yeah, look, Rick has called time. Our uh, our great mate, the Accumulator, mm-hmm. the 2006 Supercast Champion, mm. 2001 Gold Star winner. Yep, something like that. The Australian Drivers Champion in Formula Holden. So, yeah. again, uh, well, he, world he, champion he, at forgetting how to brake at Honda Corner. <laughs> And we love to put shit on him because that's what we do. But the bloke can drive, and he and his brother went out in a fairly ambitious move to buy Perkins. Uh, and Creno was there to help him and held their hand and threw him some Holden cash on the side that no one knew about. And then threw them even more Nissan cash, which everyone knew about. But they did it. Mm. And it was an ambitious program. They ran four cars. Mm. And you reckon the Kelly family didn't stick some money in? Well, we, we know that there's some uh, some good old family money there. And this bleeds into what we're going to talk about later. But the only way to end up with a small fortune in motor racing is to, to start, start with, with a fucking big one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Rick... I don't know. I, do you reckon he'd be disappointed with their results in the last three or four years i think the yes i think his best championship finish was eighth or ninth i think we looked at earlier 2015 15 yeah i I would look at it though that they were a fish in a piranha tank Mm. with regards to anything to do with nissan politically they were always out muscled because nissan doesn't have the clout that the other two did they were forced to basically convert a patrol motor into a supercars race engine. Yep. Thank you very much, Holden Motorsport. Yeah. Um, and they also, I mean, the aero testing, they were always at least one step behind everybody else mm. in terms of what they were allowed to get at any given time. And in those things, you're, you're batting with one untied behind your back. What the fucking hell are you accusing me of now, Warbster? Observable fact, Roland. Moving on. Why not? If the shit fits, where? You're number three. Sean Seymour. Well, he's still here. We had an unreasonable authority that at some point during this year, the board had put him on performance management. And then he went and fucking landed on paper a TV deal that is apparently exactly the same as the previous year's TV deal. No, no, it's 200 million in cash and advertising. What a great euphemism that is. Mm, So in all honesty, the Seamster has, the Seamster and his team have pulled off quite possibly a 
John Howard Lazarus with a quadruple bypass recovery mm. of motor racing in Australia this year with supercars. They've done everything that they possibly could to get enough events um, run to satisfy their deal with Fox, to get their cash. Unfortunately, the teams are not going to receive their normal $400,000 per wreck return this year because of additional costs, force majeure, basically. But he got there in the end, and we got some entertainment. They were fluid. They changed the rules when they needed to. They cut the cloth to suit. Yep. It came across okay as a package on telly, yep. and, and they fucking got there. Yeah. We got some entertainment. We also got the E-Series. Right. Big shout-out to the um, podcast vocals. Yes, thank you. I guess I just lost the season. I don't know where it went. So I'm going to drink my money. I'm not going to pay the rent. Nope. I've got a brand new option. I'm going to play it right. Don't want to get in trouble, don't want to start a fight na 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 don't want to start a fight na 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 I want to start a fight So, so what? I've got no rose car I've got my Simbo And I don't need you And guess what? I'm having more fun Number four, uh, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who's um, paid any attention to supercars in the last four or five years, Scott McLaughlin. Three-time champion. Yep. Gave it some jandal. Absolutely gave it some jandal. We kind of knew he was off to America all year. It was just a matter of where he was going. Isn't that quite possible? Isn't that... My, my apologies. I isn't isn't, was, that, isn't no. that your phone? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is my phone. I was on hmm. silent. Um, what, what, what does... Um, what does, what does not on silent mean on silent? <sighs> Scotty Mack, look, we knew he was gone. So again, I suppose that put him under a fair bit more pressure in that he knew he was gone. Yep. He knew he was gone from the start of the year. So yep. he had so much to prove this year to win the championship, to be the points leader by more than 300 points before Bathurst. Hmm. was a pretty fucking massive achievement. It's a pretty decent... And he's also got the pressure of... Penske wanted to go out in a high, and they knew Penske was going. Like, so you've got... He knew Penske was off. Yeah, so you've He knew got, what he was doing next year. So you've got Scott winning the championship, you've got Penske winning the team's championship. Thanks, hmm. Jamie. I think, though, unfortunately, when you start thinking about Scotty's legacy at this point, we're, we're assuming he's not coming back, but if he doesn't come back and sort of win another Bathurst, there's always going to be that asterisk of 2019. Mr. Jerome Moore. Mr. Jerome Moore. Well, Triple Eight looked bloody awful at the start of the year. So, well, so what I'd say to you is that Mm. last year, Triple Eight had an absolute shit of a time at the bend. Mm. And this year, when they rolled them out of the truck, they weren't a lot better. The difference with Triple Eight this year is when they rolled them out of the truck early in the weekend into first practice and they were pigs, last year they... Stayed there. They well, they didn't progress very much. Mm. This year, because of this bloke, mm. their ability to turn a t- to polish a turd mm. was exponential. And Jeremy Jeremy Moore could get a job anywhere. Um, he could he, he could write his own ticket basically. One hundred and forty seven million percent. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I would put this bloke. Mm in my top five race engineers mm. in the world at the moment. Okay. So you're putting him above Ludo? Smokes Ludo. 
You know, people will think, wow, it's a lacroix. Whew, Absolutely smokes Ludo. You, yeah. you need to talk to some of the people I talk to about Ludo. I, I imagine, I imagine so. Um, that's kind of what I was hinting at. Mm. The point is... Yes, that... I know you were setting me up there. Thank you. <laughs> The, the the other the other thing is is that with Jeremy Moore with Couchy, the one thing that you can never accuse Triple Eight of doing is lacking continuity. Yep, and that will stand them in good stead when they go into Gen Three. If they've got Jeremy Moore tied up, Couchy's part of the furniture there. They've got all of their technical heads there. Yep. So if you think Roland's going to roll into twenty twenty two with this new Camaro and not be prepared, you're fooling yourself. Yep. He will be ready. So everyone that thinks that Ludo was what made the Ford Mustang so quick for Gen 2 needs to... Warbs, to back to you. Second last. Last. Well, your last. My last. Mm. Uh, Sorry, this would be the penultimate. This would be penultimate. <laughs> you won't you believe this. The commentary cliche, and guess who I've got? Fucking scaphy. <laughs> I'm not bleeping out the fucking, all right? Yeah, okay. Mark fucking scaphy. So, I guess scaphy, was he more tolerable this year or were there just less races for me to get sick of him? He wasn't any more tolerable this year. Mm. No, he wasn't. Now, if anyone from um, Channel Warpster is actually listening, including the Warpster himself, hi, hi James, if you are listening, please... Please, please get rid of him. Let's just say... Oh, my God. Let's just say that if Scaife fucking stays at the expense of either Crompton or Larco... There will be riots. I can tell you right now, you think what's going to happen in America with Biden and Trump's bad? (laughs) The Australian motorsport public will not fucking cop it, supercars. Nathan Prendergast, if you're listening right now... Take it on board, my friend. Oh, by the way, mm. Charlie Robinson. One, two, three, four, high five. Outstanding picker. Yes, absolutely. Mrs. Liam Tolbert, her work at the Dubbo Hill Climb this year, yep. absolutely A1. Absolutely spot on. Yep. Polished TV professional. Yes. Got a motorsport brain. Didn't try and pretend she knew too much, but asked all the clever questions. Okay. Are you taking Charlie, Kate Peck, or Will Davos' missus? If you had to, if you had a choice, of one. Charlie over Will Davo's misses, and mm-hmm. don't even mention Kate Peck. <laughs> I had a feeling you might say that. I had a feeling everyone says that. All right, you're number five. Last but not least, mm-hmm. Tahan Lufat. Ooh, okay. So would this be because of the fact that she's pregnant, or what happened? At- Darwin, which is the reason that what's happening is happening with Dave Reynolds. Yeah, I'm prepared to go with it, Warbster. So, at Darwin, as everybody would probably remember, the teams were in a quarantine bubble where they could have 11 team members and a significant other, pretty much. And word reaches that Ms. Lufat, let's say baby brain kicked in, and... She had a bit of a moment at Darwin mm-hmm. with regard to a bit of an outburst around team personnel. A, a lot of an outburst. Mm. Which have ultimately, and I'm, I know more, but I can't really 
same more than I have, and ultimately ended with her uttering something along the lines of, that's it, I'm leaving. Unfortunately for Tahan, she couldn't. Mm. Because they were all stuck together in this quarantine bubble. Word also reaches that at least four members of the Erebus team went, uh, I'm fucking done with this shit. After we're finished here, I'm on the next plane back to Melbourne. You can stick this up your ass. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Mm. Needless to say, the, uh, the future mother of Mr. Reynolds's child didn't attend any more race meetings with Erebus after Darwin, and that wasn't necessarily her choice. Needless to say, Dave drove like a busted ass mm. after Darwin. Yeah. And it may not have just been because Alistair McVeigh wasn't there. It may have been that Dave was a bit out of sorts. Mm. And it's now finally come out that Dave and Erebus appear to be going to have mm. a split of some sort. Yes. Decade Dave ain't uh, Decade Dave no more. No, um, it's, mm. a, it's a one for ten deal. Yeah. Now, I would like to state on the record for uh, anyone who um, decided to call complete and utter bullshit on either of us saying this on uh, our pages, you can send your apologies to the Podcast DSO via at Podcast DSO on Facebook. Or podcastdso at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Preferably uh, with money. Yeah, with... Uh, <laughs> I'll give you uh, I'll give you a bank account detail and you can transfer as much as you feel you need to. Can't believe I went there, Warbster. Well, no, look, it's uh, it, it's not it's not a secret, and the relationship has soured. It's in auto action, so you know everyone knows. Oh, sorry. Did Fogs talk about it? Yeah, Fogs talked about it. Yeah. Those fucking keyboard warriors that Fogs keeps. Oh, talking I about. know, I know, I know. Hi, Mark. Mark, if you're listening. Oh, by the way, uh, Barry. Get Goves to call me, all right? I reckon Goves and I can go a long way together, even though Goves' new boss is Dr. Ryan's story. Mm. That's another story. Mm. Just, uh, just remember that the only reason that we haven't sold out is because no one's offered us enough money yet. We've sold out. We've 100% sold out this year. We've sold out mm. to race fuels. We have indeed. There's another Mark we should say hi to. Hi, Mark Tierney. Oh, hello, Mark Tierney. <laughs> Well, and once you've listened to this, I'm expecting you to ring me too, telling me to pull my fucking horns in. Nah, big thanks to, in all seriousness, a really big thanks. Mark and I are in fairly constant contact, and I would really like to thank Mark for his support for the Warbster and I this year. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's fun. We're going to bleed in it in a bit later in the podcast, Warbster, but we're just two blokes with normal jobs. We don't make any money out of this, and we don't make any money out of our page, and it genuinely co- pages. And it genuinely costs us uh, a number of things, and uh, and Mark's support this year's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely, and uh, and Mark has had a fairly challenging year this year with race fuels, and really, really big thanks to him for his help and the fact that uh, he's had a tough year trying to get a crew around all over the country, mm-hmm. supplying supercars and support categories. That is the one thing that I think gets forgotten in all of these events going ahead and all of the um, chops and changes is your suppliers get stuffed around, your marshals get stuffed around, and we can never forget these people. Some of them are sort of scared, fartless about getting COVID. They may have people who are at risk in their families, in their households. 100%. To all of the crew members who stuck it out for that big, long journey, especially the Victorian teams, thumbs up from me. 
oh, for keeping, keeping the show on the road. And look, what um, we talk, often talk about the graceful swan where you appear to be gliding along, but in actual fact, you're, you're paddling like fuck underneath the water. Yeah. That was Bathurst this year. The, yeah. They were so short on experienced officials, mm. but on the surface, you wouldn't know. And I really, and this is this is the thing that we have to come back to every so often when we are critical of the series, of the drivers, of the teams, of all this sort of stuff. Yeah, wait, wait. If you're talking about critical, how the fuck do you leave Seymour out of it? Well, him too. Yeah, thank you. But when we are critical of them, they are still people at the end of the day. And there are very real stories behind these people. They've all got families and stuff. A perfect example of that is mm. the video log stuff that the Kellys have done all year. Rick oh, in yeah. the camper van and, yeah. and Lex is just... Look, Nathan, if you're going to replace Scape, for fuck's sake, sign up Lex Kelly. This is the whole thing. And I'm going to go and fix that door in a minute, Wobster. As much as I love Mrs. DSO, mm. um, I'd, I'd love to you know, be away from her for 110 days. <laughs> But I reckon, <laughs> but I reckon the novelty would wear off after about the first three or four weeks. I reckon, yeah. It's been a really, really challenging year. I, I'm associated with the national series. I, we haven't, we haven't run around. Mm. I've essentially had a year as a senior official in limbo. And let's let's think about this. And I'm, I can speak for everybody, but when you don't know when you're going to be on call next. And you're sort of sitting on the edge of, am I going? Am I not going? What's going on? Yep. And we can speak to the general public, but especially when you're having to do the distances and the pressures that racing teams, racing people have, yep. it's really wearing down. And Warbster, and with that too, even uh, even Supercars race director Tim Schenken, you know, didn't didn't make it uh, away for for all those away rounds and. Uh, and uh, my old mate JT stepped up from deputy race director to uh, to race director. Hmm. Did you say James Taylor? I think we need that. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. Hi, my name's Bert. I'm a big fan of the supercars. I'm lucky enough to be part of it because it's my job to make sure everything's clean. Oh, well, don't worry, Bert, I will. You know, spick and span by lunchtime, sure. The tracks, the fuel, the cars. Hi there, Bert, what you got there? Don't tell me what it is, you'll spoil a surprise. This is um, Alex Primer's uh, actual number from his crash in 2013. Huge damage. Yeah, it's mine now, so. Well, gee, Bert, I, I really am surprised. Everyone knows me around the track. Hey, Bert, I am. You're sh- they all appreciate it, because you can't get a top performance if it ain't clean. Oh no, Bert, no, no, not the way I work, because I am the fastest cleaner-upper you ever saw. And that's why everyone around here uses BP in their daily lives. Okay, Bert, but, uh, incidentally, Bert, you're sh**. Bert's sh**. Bert's sh**. Yeah, that's good. Red Bull Holden Racing Team Bucket Hat, $30. Triple Eight Racing Gold Membership, $188. 44-gallon drum of BP Ultimate Supercar Fuel, 
$600. He should have won on that occasion, but he's going to do it today. He makes the run down to the final corner and Shane Van Gisbergen is about to put his foot on the brake for the very last time and line it up to the chequered flag. The 31-year-old Kiwi is the master of Bathurst and Shane Van Gisbergen takes victory at Mount Panorama. Having enough fuel in the tank to finish? Priceless. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, the podcast that can't tell the difference between folk rock musicians and race control people. And we are sponsored by Race Fuels, your championship fuel supplier for E85, E10, and your. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm doing this by memory for fuck's sake. Elf, E85, 98 Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever else the fuck he sells. <laughs> there you go. The hand sanitizer. No. Tool cleaner. A tool cleaner. Just don't okay. get it in your eyes. <laughs> it stings apparently. You can, you can tell I'm out of practice, guys. You really can. And getting away from Warpsterish onanism, we're going to talk about the wildcard situation at Bathurst and uh, Mr. Hearn, Mr. Ojeda, and Mr. Everingham. Yeah, look, um, let's roll it a bit together, Warpster. Let's talk about the wildcard, but we'll also talk about Super 2 yes. at Bathurst. Quite, yes. The first thing I'd like to say is that um, Jaden, the Juice Ojeda, mm-hmm. um, I hope all of you noticed our podcast sponsorship deal where uh, mm-hmm. our logo was uh, loud and proud on mm-hmm. the boot of the Datsun. Yep. And Warbster, I'm not quite sure if this is the appropriate time, but... Um, that Datsun flag I'd been talking about, I yep, yep. posted to the juice. Mm-hmm. You don't know this yet, so this is a this is a big release here. The juice managed to get Maddie White, yep, and all the drivers of the Datsuns. Right. I don't think he got Tom mm-hmm. to sign it. Right. I think it says something like, uh, "Dear Warbster, all the best from the Datsun crew, 2020." Nice. So nice. Uh, when I when I catch up with the juicer, he posts it back to me. Uh, yep. That's your Christmas present. Nice. Thank you very much, and thank you, thank you to everyone who signed that. Thanks to the and, and genuinely a big thanks to the to the crew at Matty White Racing and yep. uh, and to Jaden Ojeda for being such a fucking great sport all year. Yep. I uh, I did ring him when the news of his wild card his wild card deal broke, and the first thing I said is why the. F- couldn't you tell me? And he said, it wasn't supposed, this was the Friday afternoon. He said, he said, I've been talking to Gary all week. He said, but it wasn't supposed to go live and, and, and be announced till Sunday. And I went, yeah, but and you're my boy. You're supposed to tell me these things. So uh, <laughs> sadly, un- unfortunately, and that probably bleeds into something we're going to talk about a bit later, Warbster, but there are things that we know and there are things that we don't know and there are things that we can't say. Yes. So... The wild card and Super Two at Bathurst. Super Two put on some fucking amazing racing at Bathurst. Yeah, they were quite they dangerous. were su- sorry Super Two thirds. Super Two thirds. For the lack of quantity in the field, the quality was certainly right up there. Um, I do wonder if the financial situation has taken away a few of the dreamers and a few of the lesser lights. For no them, match harder around two cars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's talk about the wild card. We're not going to rehash anything that everybody already knows. Mm. Gary and Barry played out Nathan Hearn in the court of public appeal. There was... Nathan Hearn didn't have enough points to achieve a supercar's super license. Mm. What everybody needs to 
understand and balance in all of this is that whilst there was letters of recommendation and uh, and letters of reference sent off to MA4 to my mates at form, the artist formerly known mm, as Cams, Cams yep. for Nathan to be given permission to run at Bathurst. Bathurst is the only circuit in Australia that you a you need to be 16 years of age or above to race at and you must hold a full national license you can't hold a provisional clubman circuit license so Orbster, with that mm. of all the places that you want to go and run your first ever race in a supercar yeah bathurst isn't one of them no bathurst is definitely not the place and let's let's be honest here was it going to do his career any good Hearn or Everingham or anybody any good to be pootling around a second off the pace. And the irony of that is, my boy, the Juice, hmm. was faster in the Super 2 Datsun hmm. than he was in Gary's clunker main game car. Hmm. So let's talk about the wild card program. Let's yep. talk about how they've talked it up. If Nathan doesn't run, when if Nathan doesn't get a super license or dispensation, we're not going to run. Mm. Then they backflipped. They took him and Tyler to Winton. Did you know two hundred and something laps? There's a bunch, they did bunch a, of saber rattling. They they did it. They did a big media release, and, mm-hmm. and I've received a copy of the reference Jeff Gretsch wrote for Nathan mm-hmm. that read remarkably like the GRM press release, except it was on Winton Motor Raceway letterhead. And it didn't come from Winton Motor Raceway. What they needed, I mm. think, rather than trying to appeal to the court of public opinion, what mm. they needed was a good media manager. Good PR person. And with that, I'd like to introduce to episode 33, Pierre Person, a.k.a. the sound engineer. Great to have you aboard, Pierre. Yeah, it's lovely to be back. So, good to see you're uh, in the spirit of uh, the great uh, Premier of our state. And get on the beers. Good to see you're, uh, you're getting on the beers this afternoon or early evening. Oh, you got to. What are your thoughts on the GRM PR clusterfuck that it was? Oh, to be honest, man, I've got no fucking idea. Yeah, thanks but for that. <laughs> it's fucking great to be back. It is good to have you back it's with good us. Good to have you back, mate. So, Warbster, we know, and then they threatened to go to court, they were going to go to court, they didn't go to court. It was all... And then all of a sudden, my boy Juice pops up, and the forgotten guy in this was Tyler Everingham. Mm. I watched the race pretty closely, had my Nats off screen running. Yep. Tyler and Juice did some good steady laps. Yep. Juice, Juice give the wall a bit of a rub on the Thursday uh, in the Commodore, and then Mm. he did the same, unfortunately on the Friday in race one in the Super 2 race. Mm. You watched him. He's in car. He was bashing himself up badly. Mm. I messaged him. I said to him, listen, I don't know how to race a car, but I'm an old bloke. I know Mm. a lot about a few things. Mm. Tomorrow's a complete new day. I said, just Mm. remember back to when he and I had a relationship in another category. Mm. Remember that tomorrow I'm going to come and say hello to you and that tomorrow's a brand new day. He came out on the Saturday he ran the sessions in the GRM car really well. Mm. He ended up second. They fixed the Matty White Datsun. He ended up second in the Datsun. Mm. And, yeah, look, he brushed the wall on the exit of the chase. But ultimately, they didn't trash the car. Yep. And they turned some laps. And they were classified by the skin of their teeth, 75% mm. 
laps finish finisher. It wasn't a bad result mm. for the wild card. I think I think Tyler but Everingham Tyler Everingham has his um has his share of the plaudits to take. I mean, obviously we're we're a Jada boosters. Yep. I mean, Tyler Everingham. I mean, through all of the all of the hoopla and all the nonsense, he just ploughed on through regardless. And yep. for once, he did that at Bathurst, and it worked for him. What happened? Have a look at what happened with Tyler Everingham. That's the second part of the incident and the mark car that makes that uh, contact down the side. Now, Sam's actually going by private aircraft back to Adelaide for further scans, so uh, he's still not 100%. So, sound engineer. Yes. Yes. You haven't sat down with me very much and watched a lot of supercars this year, but you did... A lot of it's been... You did commit to Bathurst, and you watched a bit of the bend with me. Oh, a lot of supercars has been a bit disappointing this year, though. So, I've got a confession to make. I don't think... I've watched an F1 race all year. Warbster? I certainly haven't. Sound engineer, how many have you missed? Um, you haven't, have you? I You've watched... I've missed one or two. You've missed one or two. Hmm. Warbster, I'd like to introduce to you... Pierre Person, our new F1 correspondent, Pierre fucking Person. Right. What's been your highlight of the F1 year? It's been a couple of good races. Uh, I'd probably no, no, say... no. Fuck the racing. What's been your highlight of the F1 year? I don't know. My highlight was probably watching uh, watching Drive to Survive season two and seeing Kimmy's. It's more of a hobby for me. You know, I'm just I'm just here to enjoy it. Mm. Insert the clip. It's more like a hobby for me, so obviously I don't need to do it if I don't. Want Having said that, the fact that I haven't watched an F1 race for the whole year, watching Lewis consume Dan's foot sweat, would have to be my highlight of the year. That was that was pretty high up there. Yeah. What about what about Dan going? Oh yeah, I've got a penalty. I just have to drive faster. Yeah. I mean that that's that's really Dan. And, and that's that's Dan compared to Lewis going. Fuckity 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 fuckity. The tires are gone. The tires are gone. One of the tires are gone. Forty five laps later, still on the same tires. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit. And this is part of what's turned me off to Formula One is the fact that they're just a bunch of whiny pricks, basically. Yeah. A lot of them are. I'm sorry. And this is apparently Lance. I read some hot, some media. Apparently Lance Stroll needs a hug, according to his team today. So how much does his dad need to pay for this hug to be bought? If his dad's paying for hugs, can someone throw some money to the Mrs. DS? <laughs> I'm sure there's a Renee Gracie joke in here somewhere. No, I'm just not doing it. No, there's not. No, no, no. The only reference from now to eternity. Where Renee Gracie will be mentioned in this podcast is when she co-drives for Dick, Dick Story, Story Racing. Because <laughs> if any sound engineer, just to bring you up to speed, if anyone knows a Dick Story, it's Renee Gracie. Fucking oh, she does. Righto. So have you been, you've been researching, have you? No. Okay. No, not at all. No. Okay. No. So Super Two Race, Smash Bash, and Crash. Hmm. Um, with a bit of dash as well. With a bit of dash. So we talked about the juice, unfortunately, uh, at the cutting in the fence. Watching him punch the steering wheel, it hurt me because I've known Jaden for a lot of years now. The interesting one was Feeney and Ange Mazuris on mm. the Saturday in the qualifying for race two. Both those cars, I'm led to believe, are chassis write-offs. Whoopster. They went in on the hoop. Mm. So... Mr. Feeney and Mr. Mazuris had a fairly expensive Bathurst in Super 2. Mm. Um, it was good to see no one barrel across the chase like Macca Jones last year, though. Yeah. 
Very good point. Or yep. barrel across the top of the hill like a lot of GT3 cars did earlier this year. And I think that was quite possibly the highlight of Bathurst overall, even in the uh, in the Paul Morris, Nathan Kayser cash grab that was Aussie tin tops. Hmm. Nobody spread $450,000 of bits hmm. um, down the track. Hmm. And does is that instructive of the fact that local drivers are a lot more respectful of the place yeah, and that maybe the skill level, because the grid is so much smaller in some respects. Well, Tin Tops had a full grid, though. They were still mm. up to 50 cars. I would and say you had a, the fear factor for Aussie drivers is a lot higher. I they think, have a fear and a deep respect well, the respect for factor out. also. I think, um, I think Tin Tops was in, has been interesting at, mm. at Townsville, at the Bend, and then to Bathurst. It's what us old fart race officials call what used to be called a butcher's picnic, mm. where you'd have enough time at the end of the day on a Saturday, on a Sunday, and you'd you'd bring an all, it was like an all comers race, so you'd mm. you'd bring in uh, anything with a roof basically, which is what tin tops has become. I think that uh, what was interesting for the Toyota eighty sixes race mm. um, was the cane wasn't there. Unfortunately, our mate Kane wasn't there. There were no massive crashes. Now, maybe that was because Ben Grice and John Iafolo weren't there either. Yeah, yeah. What I've got to say is, really, really great racing at the front and Cam Hill guesting back as the Toyota driver. Yeah. So um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, there was only one race, run and one at the Grand Prix this year. Yep. Cameron Hill. Mm. There can only be one winner. And we'd also like to mention at this juncture, Swift Solar, Swift Solar, Swift Solar. There Absolutely. There so go. those of you in Victoria, especially in Melbourne, if you need solar repairs, if you need your solar panels fixed, a new inverter like I needed at the DSA Cottage about a year ago, mm-hmm. or anything related with solar, get on board. Kane Baxter Smith, Swift Solar, as Nugget and Spanner would say, fucking get around it. Fucking get around him. Nah, checks in the mail there, Kane. No worries, Kane. So um, <laughs> that, that solar battery, that's about 25% off there, Kane. Thanks very much. Come out. No, that's fucking staying in, <laughs> says, says you getting on the beers. Just remember, it's a podcast, all right? Cash for co- I'm not John Laws. This microphone isn't golden, so cash for comment doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there, are, there are no opinions that 200 grand couldn't fix. No. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark... <laughs> just can someone get a defib to Mark Tierney right about now when Warbster said 200 grand well 200 grand Zimbabwean or something 200,000 lira <laughs> something uh, Warbster where are we on? I, we, oh. haven't, we haven't got a script can anybody tell <laughs> we're fucking running loose this week well, we want to talk about sort of, um, it's funny, we've put up, we've both put up posts saying we're recording and sort of people are talking about accuracy, inaccuracy, focus at another goal at Keyboard Warriors, which is pretty much par for the course for him. So I suppose let's, let's talk a little bit Fuck about you, sort folks. of. <laughs> Fuck you, folks. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Oh, dogs are the best people. No, no. Fogs, not the foves. Oh. Well, either way, um. Mark Fogarty is entitled to his opinion and he's been around a very long time, but he's got commercial reasons to uh, try and... Hang on, what were it? Fogs is all right. Yeah, Fogs is all right. All right. I put Fogs up there with, in my top six or eight, mm. but I can tell you right now, 
Mm. He doesn't hold a candle. Doesn't hold a candle, James Phelps. Uh, did you just say King something Dickens. nice about James Phelps? Did you really just say something nice about James Phelps? What, no. what is in that drink? There's this thing called irony. <sighs> there's this thing called fucking... The, okay, there's some things you just don't say. Right. Yeah. Anyway, accuracy, so, inaccuracy. We've had people coming after us for things that we've said or not said or whatever. Yeah. Isn't it ironic that you and I, who are two blokes with regular jobs who have an idea, I've got obviously a background in journalism, you've got a background in the paddock, and between us we can get all of these stories out before the professionals can go near it. Yep. And look, we don't always get them right. Mm. And I this year I've probably run some stuff a bit earlier than I probably should have. You know, mm. Sometimes you need to fact check a bit more, but there are times where you're lured by the... Uh, you, you know, you succumb, you succumb to the lure of the scoop and when you get it right, well, you get it right. But when you get it wrong, everybody wants to line you up. And that's okay. I, I, I'm happy to admit that there are times I'm not right. I've got, at the moment, I would say there are a half a dozen people who are actively involved in motorsport PR or motorsport media who I converse with on a regular basis. And... Some of those people I can fact check with, and some of those people, you know, fact check with me, and some of those people give me bits and pieces that they can or can't run because of, you know, political correctness or whatever. Don't think that everything that the Warbster and I put on our pages is everything that we know. Far from it. Or everything that we're told. And at the moment, I've got, I reckon there'd be 12, 15 people regularly inbox me and those of you that are listening that inbox me, keep it up, guys and girls. Yeah, um, you know, it's and the wolves are the same. Um, mm. I, I love the tips. Um, I, I love I love our banter, uh, and, and <laughs> <Yep>. it's <laughs> look, it's great. And and some of you are absolutely spot on. Some of you are completely off the mark. As are we. The whiteboard's been proof of that. That yes, that this is the silliest, silliest season and there is. I had. I seriously, if I go back through my phone, I've got like six photos of the whiteboard from before the one that I actually put up two weeks ago. And, and that's from again since then. And that's from phone calls to people, Facebook messages, text messages. Um, it it is a moving feast. When when you're on the edge of certain stories, it doesn't necessarily follow that what you're being told is necessarily what will come out later. And that's a process of number one. Sometimes you let down blind avenues. Sometimes you have um, situations change as they come along. I think the super cheap deal with Triple Eight oh, is a classic. Per- perfect on that. example. I, I, I had that. I had that fed to me mm. by about three different people. I think at least four or five days before Auto Action ran it, and that was last week they ran it. And yep. now it's come out that Ampol have now taken the back flank and replaced mm. Holden on the on the. Triple Eight cars, and that's now, not, and that's not, that's not a malicious act on our behalf or Auto Action's behalf or anything like that. It's a case of obviously Super Cheap were in line, and then somebody wrote a bigger check, and Super Cheap weren't in line. So that's per- how it is. Perfect example of that. Two years ago, the Kellys stole Castrol away from, from Tickford. Tickford. Yep, because Rick was at an event or somewhere where he was able to go face-to-face with the Castrol guy and did a handshake deal 
and it may or may not have been for a slightly smaller or substantially smaller amount than they were thinking about taking to Tickford. Mm. And that, unfortunately, is commercial reality. It's not just our sport, well, the mm. sport that we love. It's not our sport. It's the sport that we love. Yeah. It, it, it's how things are in the big, bad world. If I am, I was going to say Peter Adderton, but that's possibly the worst thing I could use. If I am some bloke with a lot of money and a business and I want to promote my business... I want as much... Publicity? Uh, I, no, I want as much area on the side or the bonnet of a supercar, if that's where I choose to to, to spend my money in, in mm. sponsorship. I want as much area as I can get for the amount of money that I spend. So if, as a for instance, I'm going to spend $10,000 a round mm. or $20,000 per round mm. to get the rear quarter and the bonnet of a supercar... And somebody says to me, you can have my supercar for... 9000 Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, so, so I'm, so I'm spending fifteen, mm. and someone says, you can have my car for ten. I'm going to go with ten grand a round mm. rather than fifteen grand a round. The way, the way that the commercial realities stack up in supercars are... Now that Penske's gone, and Penske was sort of a special case, but there's really only two or three ways that these things come about. Number one is family money. So your Jack Smiths, your Kostecki's up to this point. Um, there's probably other examples out there where the, daddy's, daddy's spending the money. Or there's, or there's family money yeah. or paid yeah. drivers. Paid drivers, effectively. Jim, Jimmy Golding with uh, Laxton Homes. Yep. So, someone's giving you money. Yep. Yeah. Drivers you bring the got, money to the team, yeah. whether it be through drivers, sponsors or drivers bring daddies. Yeah. You've then got the one where the sponsors come with the driver. So, oh, you mean like Penrite going to wherever next year with Dave? Let's go there. Yep. Okay. Or Middies with Bryce Fullwood or well, someone uh, of that nature. But actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because Middies and Middies and Bryce Fullwood is a little bit like why Shell give the Penske organisation a gazillion dollars a year. Hmm. So Penske International run car dealerships and truck dealerships and servicing entities all over the world. Yep. So they have to buy oil. They choose who they buy their oil from. So they essentially are in a commanding position. If they know that they're going to... I'll pick a number. If they know they're going to spend $500 million in lubricant and fuel in a 12-month period for the Penske organization all over the world... You then go to a lubricant company and say, I want to spend my money with you, but I've also got a race team. In mm. fact, I've got lots of race teams. I've got race teams everywhere. So what I need you to do, I want a rebate. I want you to give me a 10% rebate. And I'll keep the numbers simple. I'm going to give you five, my business is going to give you $500 million in a year buying your product. Now, I have to buy that product irrespective. So... I need you to give me 10% of that back in a rebate. But what you can do, you can give me it back as sponsorship for all of my racing cars all over the world. And claim it as tax. And you can, thank you, sound engineer, you can write it off mm-hmm. as tax, as sponsorship. Which is and why. Ladies, and ladies and gentlemen, that, and, well, sorry to jump in, that's why Mobile One were on the side of Holden for so long because when you got a factory service on your Hol- uh, sorry dealership service on your Holden it got mobile oil put in it mm. and part of the deal with Penske is also that he can 
then do the B2 B stuff, which is where Zach, Zach Brown made all his money, aka Mr. United, made all of his money, is because he can put Shell in the same room as when he ran Detroit Diesel, Detroit Diesel. Yep. He can put him put them in the same room as Chevrolet over in America yep. or Ford in Australia. He's got a finger in every pie. So he can open up boardrooms and open up those business-to-business opportunities which are worth as much, if not more, than what the value of having the car the car on the track is. Let's cascade that back down to a local level. Mm. Bryce Fullwood's father owns the largest electrical contracting company in the Northern Territory. So they are a massive, massive electrical contracting company. Warbster, sound engineer. Where do you think they buy all of their, all of their gear from? Super cheap. No, fucking hell. <laughs> it's middies, of course. Yeah, so of course, there's the deal. So Bryce Fullwood's old man, their company spend X amount of money every year with middies, locked in, contractual, and middies give it back effectively as a rebate to Bryce's dad. And there's a tax write-off. But they're sponsoring Bryce's Racing, and they've continued to sponsor Bryce's Racing, and there's nothing illegal and there's nothing immoral about it. It's called quid pro quo in the business world. Yeah. Uh, so and it's and it's, it's it happens everywhere. It happens in F one. It happens it's in smart grassroots yeah. it's, motor it's, racing. It's smart business. It's no accident that Patronus turned up on all the Merc racing programs around yep. the same time. Yep. It's no accident that I mean Penske did it with Mobile for years. Um, Porsche has done it with Mobile for years. It's no accident that this happens. It's a B2B deal. And B2B is way, way more valuable. In saying this, there's there's going to be also the companies that are looking at sponsorship opportunities within paddocks to raise their profile. And that's where we come neatly to Repco and the Bathurst 1000 and their increased role with DJR. Yep. So Superchiefs had the sponsorship of Bathurst for 16 years, I think it was. Something very close to that. So Repco has been taken over by a company called Napa, who, oh sorry, the original parts company, aka Napa, who are very big in the American market. They've now come over here with Napa and they've also bought up Repco. They need to make a splash, so to speak, and they've decided that motor racing is where they're going to make that splash. Not a bad idea, considering the fact that most of the people that spend money at Repco probably watch motor racing at this point precisely and repco needs a point of difference over their competitors super cheap's getting out ostensibly so repco's no, no, coming super, in no super cheap aren't getting out super cheap got pushed out super cheap got out bid yes. your, your mate same my, thing your mate and my mate the same star yeah. have gone with the, the with the fatter cash and but that's not the seamster's fault no, 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 no. Seamster's a businessman. He don't care. chasing the money. So the Seamster, it's, whether it's Repco, Burson's, Bill's Auto Parts around the corner. No, well, Burson's are my mates at MA4. Oh, high pole number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. To him, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just a checkbook. And this is where people oh, have on, got whoa, to get whoa, away whoa, from whoa, the emotion on. of no, these things. No, just, you just made me realise. What's that? Burson's. Mm. Automotive Parts Group. Yeah. Paul Dumbrell. Yeah. Triple Eight. Mm-hmm. Paul Dumbrell's part owner of Triple Eight. Yes, he is. There's no fucking way known Paul Dumbrell's going to let Super Cheap on the flanks of a Triple Eight car. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Talk about mic drop. So anyway, yeah. So sponsorship. Um, this is where some people have got to realize when it comes to 
money in general and when it comes to competitiveness they've got to let go of the brand loyalties and they've got to let go of the, the red and blue thing for years oh he, he drives a ford so he's a bad person now he, that, he's is just, that, is he that just what, wants to win the race. Is he doesn't give a stuff. Is that why Moffat's cars were painted red? And Keep big, going. And, and Keep a, going, a big hi to anyone that's got any Vodafone merch left. Yes. Um, but this is, this is it's, a commercial, it's a commercial reality. The bloke that writes the biggest check is the one who is going to win out. The golden rule. He who holds the gold makes the rules. And Roland Dane, okay, he's gone to Chevrolet. Now, he, he would have got paid out. He would have got a healthy payout for what happened with the Holden deal. But if Great Wall came along tomorrow and said, hey, we want you to run a Great Wall supercar. He would have said, get He would have said, do it. He would have said, care. he would have said, if I can only find a couple of them fucking super utes, I can fucking corner the market. <laughs> but Warbster, well, you're spot on. And super cheap may well have been there for the rear flanks to replace Holden. Mm. But... Not anymore. No, well, again, they've got an existing relationship with Caltex. Caltex desperately need to push their brand awareness because they're converting themselves back to... Whispering wind, I can hear you call. I've got to get out and be part of it all. I'll understand tall with my back to the wall. I'm as Australian. More Australian than Roland Day. I'm a fucking naturalised citizen. Thank you very fucking much. Any case, yeah, the, com- the commercial realities are what they are. Seymour has been on top of these. He seems to have done well out of them, which we weren't expecting. We've been a little bit unfair, I think, on supercars management. They've done as good a job as you can expect getting through it, I think, in, oh, in a commercial sense. Totally. Although I cannot believe it's that the category is still on its feet. Well, that's it, isn't it? Currently, it is. Although word reaches that there will be a twenty twenty one season, which is what I was surprised about. Okay, but word reaches that uh, this week seven staff at supercars events were made redundant, so that will have a fairly substantial influence on the events that supercars promote next year I do, uh, I do wonder though what the calendar is going to look like because Adelaide's gone well and the challenge there is if they're down to 12 events they were 12 they were they were eight and four yeah there were eight that they promoted and we've been through this many a time there were eight that they promoted and four that others took the risk and promoted there's a cash cow gone because the South Australian government, aka Adelaide Events, Adelaide Tourism, however you want to look at it, mm. wrote a big fat f***ing check to supercars to turn up at Adelaide and they wore the risk, not supercars. Mm. So there's an, there's a guaranteed revenue return for supercars. Same with Albert at, Park. At zero Same risk. Townsville. No, no, Townsville. Albert, hang on, hang on. Albert Park's back. I'm led to believe Townsville is a lock. Because they can, they can build that street circuit with minimal disruption. It's because not what, really a t- street circuit. They can build that street circuit with minimal disruption to the general population. Plus, if Queensland wasn't committed, the Queensland government wasn't committed to that event, they would have counted this year. Correct. Um, the Goldie is apparently where they're going to finish the season next next year. So they've lost Newcastle. Well, Newcastle's off. Newcastle's off for next year, but they're talking about. Because they're going to open at Bathurst to replace the 12 hour. They're already talking about, it's come out this week, they're talking about opening at Newcastle for 2022, 
which means that the 12 hours back on as a GT race. Very interesting given what we've talked about with SRO. So they've lost Clipsal, no, sorry, Adelaide. They're not Clipsal. For the long run. They're not Clipsal. Clipsal is dead in the water. The Adelaide government It's have, not 2022. It's like no, never. No, that's it. So you, you really need to like, you know, get your head out of Formula One sound engineer and just <laughs> pay a bit more attention to the real world. <clears throat> the real world of, of motorsport podcasts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you can pay attention to us as well. Mm. 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 Have you listened to an episode ever? Ever. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Which one? The, <laughs> the one where the three stuff episodes happened. ago. Which one? Three episodes ago. Yeah. What, what, what did we say? What did you say? You said lots of things. Hey. You waffled on for like more hang on. Sound engineer, just say the one where we bagged out Roland Dane. That covers That's all everything. Stuff. No, yeah. where we shit rag Sean Seymour. <laughs> That's also all. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus, you need to think quicker than that. Mm. Um, to be honest, anyway, mate, I've got no fucking idea. We know, Pierre. <laughs> we Thank know. you. Thank you, Pierre. So let's let's actually dive into 2021 and let's sort of look at where where all of this lands everybody at the end. I'm going to pause you. I think we need to take a break and sell some sponsorship because, you know, life is all about sponsorship. Mm. And sadly, we didn't get to sand down this year. Mm-hmm. But if we did... Dandy road wreckers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, what I need to say, Warbster, is. You just call up my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running. Oh, yeah, babe, to see you again. Are you looking for race car spares? Come down to the corner of Dandenong Road. We have supercars, formula cars, imports and road cars in pieces and waiting for you. Just come in before the residents kick us out at 6pm. Need a wrecked race car? Go straight on to Dandenong Road. Dick Story Racing's gone mad! Dick Story Racing's gone mad! Dick Story Racing's gone completely mad! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ryan Story and we've gone fucking completely mad! I don't understand how we let Roger Penske leave, but we've gone completely fucking mad! We've got car parts, we've got excess wheels, we've got all sorts of fucking shit that he paid for! I think we've even got an energy polarizer! What? An energy polarizer. Knowing our policy, we've probably got 11 or 14 of fucking things. Come on, Lobster, let's get this fucking show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got fourth mechanics to fucking spare. We've got third mechanics to fucking spare. None of our fucking crew can do anything except change spare parts. They can't fix any fucking thing. We've got a 40 foot container full of jandals. We've got steering wheel fucking position sensors. We've got 25 of the fucking things we only ever use three in a year. I don't believe how much fucking shit we made Roger pay for. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Story Racing. Fucking get around us. Get down here before Paul Morris comes and buys all my fucking spare shit. And just remember, we've got enough fuel. Alloy Triple Eight. Or where that shit hits the wall. Dick Story Racing's gone completely mad. Get your lazy asses down to Ten Emory Street, Stapleton in Queensland. We've got all sorts of fucking shit here to sell to you. And also the first Rock Home Loans shirts. We've got Westport Racing merch. We've got Steve Johnson, tough to sell to you. Get on down. We've got everything. 
I'll get my fucking idea! Smells yes, mate! I've got my fucking idea what to do! Then buy it! Buy it! Buy it now! Where the f be a person? <laughs> well, to be honest, man, I've got no fucking idea. Ladies and gentlemen, get on down! We've got all sorts of merch available for sale right now with our big changes for 2021. We've got Scotty McLaughlin merchandise. Come on in, take any three pieces of Scotty McLaughlin merchandise for like 50 bucks. Three Scotty McLaughlin merch for 50 bucks. Uh, we've got Fabian Quiltard too. You can pay like $50 for a 6x4 trailer's worth. Oh my god, get around that. Ladies and gentlemen, fucking get around it. That's amazing value. Tim Blanchard, you need to fucking get around that. There's some cheap merchandise for you. All you gotta do is put some cool drive stickers on it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Stone Racing's gone completely fucking mad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Racing Cast, which is proudly brought to you by the incredible team at Race Fuels. So if you race a car, you need to fill up that race car at the racetrack with quality race fuels fuel. They are the Australian distributor for Elf Racing Fuels. They can sort you out with E85 BP Ultimate Supercars fuel. They can uh, fix you up with some, uh, some 98 Ron race fuels. Pretty much everything you want, they can provide except for Avgas, because the bastard fucking government banned it. Warbster 2021. Speaking of something the government nearly banned, next year. My balls are crystal, Warbster. That might be too much information, but, that's, let's, but that's, let's, let's gaze into them. That's between you and Mrs. DSO. Let's gaze into my crystal balls. So I guess there's sort of, there's sort of two or three categories here. One is who is locked, who is probable, and who we're not 100% sure about yet. Yep. So if we're going down the list... Let's uh, gaze across to the DSO whiteboard. The DSO whiteboard of doom. So let's go backwards. Right. No, we won't go backwards. We'll go forwards. Let's go really quickly through we'll it. always move forward. Let's go really quickly through it. So car two, Bryce forward, lock. Pretty much sticking around, yep. Yep. Car three, the cool drive wreck to be run by cool drive with sub-assembly and engines out of Tickford. Currently sitting somewhere between Fabian Coulthard and Tim Slade, I'm led to believe. Hmm. I'm not... 100% convinced that that's necessarily the best two drivers you could have come up with because are either of them going to win your championship right now? No. Tim Slade uh, will never Slade win your championship. Well, no, hang Slade on. definitely isn't. So, word reaches that after Townsville, Fabian was finally given equal equipment to Scott. Hmm. He won a race at the Bend and wasn't far behind Scott in the so the four races at the Bend over two weekends. He beat him uh, twice. He was second to him. He was behind him twice. And then he and that midget Tony Delberto <coughs> beat Slady and Scotty. You mean Antonio Delberto? Sorry. Can I put on my Italian accent? Antonio Delberto. Yeah, beat him. Yep. Frenchie's replacement Tim Slade. The Chinian. And Scotty Mack at Bathurst. So one might surmise that if you were to put Fabs in a championship winning capable car with a championship winning capable engineer, he would be a championship capable winning driver. 
So long as he's I mean, not got the team raged against him because somebody needed to get the heat off him for a certain incident that happened in 2019. Are wink, you, wink. Are you inferring that Dr. Dick's story has tried to deflect all of the... Slow down, slow down. Jeffers, Jeffers, Jeffers. Double stack, box this lap. Caution, I don't know where the incident is. I don't know where the incident is. Saga was Fabian's fault and turned the team against him, hence why his departure was announced this week? Oh, I'm certainly not implying that, no. 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 I'm not implying that at all. I'm saying that's what fucking happened. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. How did he do before he was in a DJR car? He was a BJR and he was actually doing quite a decent job for exactly. himself. Thank you very much. Car 4 Jack Smith is a lock, family wreck. Cars 5 and 6 and 55. Mm. Tickford. This is where things get interesting. This is where things get really interesting. So this week, Tickford have announced their 2021 supporters package. And they've quite happily named all... They've shown all four drivers. Dancing Jimmy C, Lee Holdsworth, Cam Waters and Jack LeBrock. Now... We know that Jack LeBrock brought truck assist over. Correct, yes. We also are aware that Super Cheap appear to have removed their sponsorship from Tickford. Mm -hmm. So Jack is essentially unsupported, but the money he brought with him is on Lee's car. Mm -hmm. Not unusual, but, you know, challenging. So where's the Super Cheap money gone? They've gone. Well, they've gone, they've gone from Tickford. We don't know where they've gone. Or they could. Going. They Do you could know where I think it'll end up? Hang on, no, no. Hold your thoughts. Let's work through the board. I mm -hmm. think it'll end up back on Chazzy's car. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They are locked in with different, with a completely different brand of sponsors. So Tickford are chasing a wreck for them to run for. Now I spoke to someone who was out at Tickford a week and a half ago, and normally the most sourest person in the supercars paddock. Roland. The other most sourest person in the supercars paddock. Right. Kim, Kim Jones when things are going well. The third most sourest person in the supercars paddock was wandering around the Tickford workshop. Oh, I can't even say it, can I? You can. I'd have to put too many beeps in if I said it. Yeah, go for it. Looking extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> Without any reference to jobs from supermodels. It appears on the surface that Tickford have somehow managed to find themselves a fourth wreck that lets them run Holdsworth, Waters, Jimmy C and Jack LeBrock. At the moment, Cam's a lock. Jimmy is boosting Tickford's funds considerably with Mr. Adderton's cash. It seems like Holdsworth and Jack LeBrock are potentially battling for the third seat in their wrecks. No one really knows. I'm not sure yet. Let's move on that. Car 7 Warbster, Kelly Racing, Andre 14K. Uh, yeah, Andre Hungartner's locked in. That's, yep. that's well truly established. He's not going anywhere. Car 8, Brad Jones Racing, Nelson Perkat. Um, Nick Perkat's safe as the Bank of England because yep. after his race-winning performances this year, yep. he's, a, he's a hot commodity. That Absol one won't Absolutely. Got. Punching Car 9. This is where things get interesting. Car 9, the Betty wreck at... I won't say Penrite Racing because it might not be Penrite Racing. I'll say Erebus. There's a hint, ladies and gentlemen. IFWB, a.k.a. The Swill. For those of yes. you who don't follow, that would be Will Brown. Mm -hmm. Car 12. That has been confirmed as Anton. They've already... Dick Story Racing. Yep. Anton, a.k.a. Stan. 
Car 14, Brad Jones Racing, Todd Hazelwood. Car 15, Kelly Racing. So... This is where things get a bit interesting as well. Very, very interesting. Popular opinion is Dave Reynolds is going to go and drive at Kelly's. Fuck off. Do, do people not know the history? Okay. Sound engineer, I could not put it better myself than you saying fuck off. Dave Reynolds... Pussy would, wagon. Dave, two no, words. No, 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 no. Nothing to do Stop. with that. Nothing to do with that. they got okay. history. So, I'm quite happy to go on record and be proven to be a complete and utter mindless fuckwit. Because it, it wouldn't be the first time. Dave Reynolds would need to take the entire Penrite budget and something else to the desperate for cash Kelly brothers for Todd to allow Dave to drive that car next year. Sound engineer, can you reel the white... Oh, that's no, right, I'll go. All right, just uh, pardon the uh, interruption, ladies and gentlemen. Just reeling the whiteboard over where we can... Whiteboard of fortune. can all see it, everybody. Except for him. Fortune. Some, sadly, it's not smell-o-vision. Um, car 17, Dick Story Racing, Will Davo. That's yeah, locked that's in. a given. Yep. Uh, car 18, Charlie Forklift, Frosty, yes. Where, I'm going to skip... Where does Tim Sydney pulled a uh, second wreck out of their ass? They've always had two wrecks. I'm going to skip... Don't talk about Team Sydney. I'm going to skip... Let's go to car 20, Scotty Pie. He's a lock. Car 25 at the soccer team. Chazzy is a Chazzy lock. Chazzy is signed long term. 34 and 35 at Matty Stone. So Matty Stone's quite happily come out and said he's chasing a third wreck. It was um, the chair, not... No, I'm going to cut that out, don't worry. Word reaches that Jason Gomisal owns one of the two wrecks and it's no surprise to say that James Rosenberg owns the other wreck at Matt Stone Racing. They're chasing a third wreck. I'm pretty sure that Zane Goddard and Jake Kostecki will be in the 34-35 each. And if they can find a third wreck, the super light will be for two other drivers who can bring some cash and split the drive. Car 44. So, the 23 red car, the, uh, the Phil Monday wreck, has... I have on extremely good authority been sold to Brad Jones Racing. Warbster, this is the big quandary because oh, I'm getting a ton of mail telling me that that's where Dave Reynolds is going, potentially with the Penrite money. I've got a couple of messages in the last week saying that no, Macca Jones is definitely driving for them. So there's your four Brad Jones wrecks with car four SCT Logistics Jack Smith, car eight BJR Nick Perkett, car 14, Toddy Hazelwood, and whatever number they get. But the old Phil Monday wreck going to Brad Jones with Macca Jones in it, which leaves Davey as an orphan. Now, another message I got during the week was, what makes you think that he deserves a drive next year? And I'm going to leave it at that. Car 55 at Tickford we've talked about is uh, Jimmy the Dancing Midget. And now we're down to the bottom end of the field. 88, J-Dub, 97, SVG. And last but not least is 99, which is the part-owned... Barry Ryan. Which the money at the moment is on Brody Kostecki, a.k.a. Bush. Okay, the fast one. The fast one. But we're not quite sure. 
The fast one who still crashes? So, no, no. He doesn't crash. No. So let's go back to Cars 19 and 22, Team Sydney. moment Tickford need a wreck and at the moment Matt Stone Racing are chasing a wreck. Team Sydney has been about as quiet as I think anybody has. We know that Techno owned one of those wrecks. We also are aware that one of the wrecks was sold to them. Is that how we word this Warbster? Yeah I think so. Yeah. Sold to them by supercars. Mm-hmm. At the start of the year, I think I think um, given might be a bit misleading, but it practically is considering how much Sean Seymour was throwing around behind the scenes. Wink, wink. Well, if gifted, that would be a good word. Yeah. If they acquired a wreck so easily, why is it so difficult to acquire more wrecks now? Because earlier in the podcast, before you arrived, we've already talked about supercars publicly announcing that they do not want to extend the wreck numbers by more than twenty-four because that dilutes the amount of return that the wrecks get at the end of every year. Because the, the, the pie is split, not... Not Scotty. Not Scott. The actual pie of um, money is split 24 ways at the moment because that's how many wrecks there are. Once I've just taken their share, obviously. If you go to 26, that then becomes 26 smaller slices. The current stakeholders wouldn't want that unless there was a very convincing reason to believe that revenues were either going to be stable or rise. Thank you. So the challenge Warbster we've got is there's 24 seats mm-hmm. and we've run through most of them. So you've got Alex Davo, Chris Pither potentially on the out. You've got Fabian Coulthard, no one's quite sure. So you've got Fabian Coulthard, maybe Tim Slade going into the Team Cool Drive car. Let's look at who's sitting outside the square. You've got Tom Randall. Another year, I think. He doesn't uh, like it, but he's gonna, he's not going to like it, but I just don't see him fitting in yet. Gary Jacobson's currently at Matt Stone. Oh, word reaches that he will be back driving one of the family buses during the week next year because mm. Paul Blake's run out of budget. And it's not that's not Gary Jacobson's fault. He's sat in a very awkward position getting... I mean, he was in the fourth Nissan at one point, which is death. And he's at Matt Stone Racing, getting that program up and running, which isn't much further behind. Certainly a capable driver. He'll be be a good pickup for uh, someone in October. Mm -hmm. But uh, beyond that, I don't think... He just doesn't fit the mould. He had his opportunity. It didn't take. End of. So then we look at the fourth Brad Jones car. With Uncle Kim gone, does Brad go with heart or head? Hart would say, I'll keep my young bloke in the drive. Head would say, the Aubrey local David Reynolds, who remarkably for the last six, eight, ten weeks has been making lots and lots of comments about how great Aubrey is. Yeah, he's not been very subtle about it. Has not been subtle at all. Dave, so if, so Dave if, commercially, Dave is the better option. Results-wise, Dave is the better option. Results-wise, Dave is absolutely a better driver. However, than I would say... There's two things going against him. Number one is his profile, which is basically what has broken him lately because he's gotten too big in media terms and it's become a distraction. I didn't say that. Neither um, did I. And the other part of it is, is Dave Reynolds going to wind his neck in? Because I don't see that real racers like the Joneses are going to put up with any crap for very long. I'd put BJR, whether it be Brad and Kim or Brad. They are... 
similar to the Kellys. Mm-hmm. They're fairly traditional. They're reasonably conservative, albeit clever at marketing themselves. I would say that the Kellys and Brad Jones Racing are round holes. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a square peg. Thank you. Well picked up sound engineer. He's a bit I'm, of a he's more I'm, of a star picket of any, if anything. <laughs> wow. I would say that um, I would say that looking at our whiteboard gentlemen, the only place that David Reynolds can go would be Brad Jones, but he would need to pull his horns in or take a fucking shit ton of money there. Or both. No no. Either Go there with some sponsorship and pull his horns in or go there with a shit ton of fucking money and be allowed to be loose, Dave. Having said that, Kim was never one to shy away from giving him a spray in pit lane when they shoved a microphone in his face. You reckon? Like, well, let's, let, let's, be <laughs> no. real, let's be realistic here. For, for students of the telecast, Kim Jones loved it when Betty Clemenko came into the series because... She was. She became cannon fodder number one for a controversial comment when Betty first came in, and Kim had a fair bit of heat taken off him. Well, let's, I, let's, let's put it this cause way: because I, I tell you right now, Kim Kim wasn't backward in telling her how he fucking saw it. Yeah, but what was the second loudest thing in the um, Thunderdome garages after the NASCARs? Uh, yeah, well, it certainly wasn't Bob Jane. <laughs> Well, the Bob Jones bank account either towards the end, no. but anyway. So I suppose with let, this, this is this is our projection as it is right now. So let, let's let we've rounded that off, Warbster. Let's go to here, mm-hmm. Tom Randall. Ready, but he's going to get not going to have a spot. I'm going to get brave here. I spoke to someone last week who has seen a lot of data, and Tom Randall drives more on reaction and he's response like, rather than natural ability is what's been said to me so that's all well and good until your reactions slow hmm. problem the problem the problem is if you're like that and you get behind the car you never get back in front of it again yeah in talking to someone who's seen a fair bit of data from a lot of these young blokes at the moment Jimmy Golding and Jaden Ojeda would be the pick of the the following five and the following five would be Jaden Ojeda, Jimmy Golding, and not in any order. And then behind them by a fair bit would be Tom Randall, Brock Feeney, and most of the rest of the Super 2 field, is what is what I've heard. Now, we know that Jaden Ojeda's probably not ready, and he's already publicly said that he needs to do another year in Super 2, and I think that's a good thing. Jimmy G's. The fact that he's happy to admit it Jimmy, shows how ready he really is. Jim, Jimmy G is tied to... To funky Gazza Motorsport and will drive S5000 next year. And um, if out of some bizarre consequence, leap of faith, um, you heard it first here on the racing cast, Gary Rogers Motorsport goes with an AMG in 2023 for, for Gen 3 and uh, Jimmy Golding's driving it. There's some wishful thinking. Brock Fenian needs another 12 months. At least I don't. I don't think Brock Feeney is an organic racer. I think Brock Feeney's fast. And Paul, if you're listening, I'm not shitting on your boy. I'm just saying that we know how he won Super Three. So, Walter, that pretty much rounds out 2021. We've both been on our pages. It's the silliest 
fucking silly season I think I've ever seen. The big cloud is Team Sydney. What's going to happen there? On the beach and in the sun. Their wrecks are the ones that Tickford and Matt Stone desperately need. I think the majority of it's pretty much sorted. The question will be who lands at Kelly's, and the question will be who lands at Cool Drive. I think Dave Reynolds is also a bit of a wild card on this one because it may be that he contractually can't leave Erebus. I don't see that that's necessarily no, going to happen. Word, but... word, word reaches that there is most definitely an out. Mm, there's on, always an out. There is an out on both ends. Yeah. And I believe he is the one calling the out. Now, Dave... The thing is, a contract doesn't mean shit. There is always an out. No, it might be costly, but there is always no, an out. there is an out if it's written into the contract. So, Dave, yes, we're Facebook friends. No, you haven't given me a shout-out. I'm happy for you to message me. I'm happy for you to message me and I will speak to you on the phone and I'm happy for you to ring me and you can come on my podcast and you can settle this. point is I want to go out man to man. Just me and you. Man or to man or... And tell us if we're wrong. And I know you won't. And I know you don't listen. And I don't give a f***. That's pretty much 2021 in a nutshell for Supercars Warbster. Anything else to add? 2021. So basically, the last thing you said was nobody listens and you don't give a fuck. That's us every year, isn't it? Anyway, back to that. Yeah, 2021. It's settled, but it's not settled. I mean, a lot of the pieces are falling into place very steadily. I think Tickford's going to be an interesting one because three into four not going. If they get to a point where they can't get a wreck, then they've got to make some difficult decisions. If you're dumping one of them, it'll be Holdsworth. Locked. If, if hence, you were dumping one. Hence why I hence why my gut feeling will be that they're going to palm off Jack LeBrock through some sort of Castrol deal to Kelly's and Dave will settle at Brad Jones. So, Warbster, the one thing I can say with 100% certainty that in 2021, in supercars, we are going to hear this voice. Safety car boards and flag, safety car boards and flag. The car off in the gravel at turn 23, safety car standby. Oh, Tim, come on, bro. 
you and me had we had our Greg Tom back at Brett Jones Racing. Oh and, yeah, uh, we sure did. We sure did. But bro, bro, I'm fucking fast, bro. Look at my results in the Mustang at Bathurst, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm the next best, fastest Mustang driver in Australia, bro. You need me in your car, bro. I'm not making any decisions yet. Fuck Slady, bro. Stick Slady up your ass, bro, because he's fuck. You and I both drove with him at BJR. He's fucking shit, bro. He finished behind me at fucking Bathurst, bro. Okay, good. I mean, you're making me uncomfortable. You're fucked now, bro. I've got you locked in. I'm not letting you out of my fucking taxi until you sign me up for my vote for Help! Up. Help! He's gone nuts! For my 2021 drive, bro. Bro. Help! Bro. Bro. I don't give a fuck about Debris, Debris, Debris. Ryan Story can go fuck himself. I need a drive, bro. Let me out. Bro, I need a drive. Let me out. Bro. Bro, bro, bro. I need a drive. You gotta sign me, me up. Out. Team. Team, we're mates. We've been mates for a long time. You gotta sign you me up. You are fucking crazy. Jesus Christ. What's the number for triple O? Zero, 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 you fuck stick. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. One free febs will get you there faster. Especially when I lock you in my cab and take you wherever you want to go or where you don't want to go before I get locked in the psych ward. Give me a drive for 2021, bro. Please, bro. Please. Welcome back to the 33rd, but most definitely not the last episode of the Racing Insiders Racing Cast. That is Pr- a threat. Proudly brought to you by Race Fuels. And uh, <laughs> in the break, the Warbster and I were having a chat about the Touring Cast. So for those of you that have come on board recently, you probably need to dig back through Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean. Google Podcasts. And have a look back at what we've done in the past with what we call the Touring Cast. In a nutshell, what we've done with the Touring Cast is we've found a race from 20 or 25 or 30 years ago on YouTube and we've decided we would run an alternative commentary on it. Mm. Ultimately, you have a listen to us. We tell you when to click go. You watch the race on YouTube with the sound muted and listen to us. And we give you our alternative commentary on a a race from a long, long time ago. We've done some sports sedans. We've done some old touring cars. Group A. Group A. Done all sorts of mad things. And one of the things that we hope to do in the next, uh, I'd say next two or three months before the season kicks off again, we will certainly do some more touring casts. Um, Number one, because they're dead fucking easy for us. (laughs) We don't have to write a script or think too much. And number two, they're great fun. I get to embrace my inner nerd. That's your warning. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And uh, and the sound engineer gets to prove himself to be a complete none of fucking noob. <laughs> Wasn't even fucking alive for most of these. That's why we use those sound engineer. Thank you very much. We might even dig back to some, you know, some nineteen seventies, late seventies sports sedans. Oh, you did that once. Oh, that was nineteen eighty. Don't you mean yeah. Formula Five Thousand? We can do that too. Oh, oh, Davo. The boys got an idea. Davo. Yeah. Chris Hook. Yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? Lots and lots of. Alfie Costanza. Alfie Costanza. So. My mate, Big Rev Kev. Yep. 
Oh, Warbster, have you fucking heard? Oh, I was reading on the Speed Cafe today. Yeah, right, yes. Right, that fucking Super V8 Super Utes is fucking back next year. Oh, no, I see. I better get on the phone to me mate Nigel, who used to be their fucking race director. I reckon I could be their driving standards advisor. That that would imply that they had any driving standards at all? No, I'd be saying, I'd be saying fucking crash in on cunts. <laughs> fucking crash in on them. Just like, you know, on the freeway and shit. Yeah. Can you imagine putting a fucking LS in your fucking Hilux? <laughs> How fucking shit would that be? That'd be the shittest... I mean, no, that'd no, be no, the no, greatest no, no, no. fucking thing no, known no. to man. I mean, no, sorry. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be the shittest thing ever. That was the original Super Utes. Yeah, all right. It'd be slightly better than the shittest thing ever. Actually, do hang you know on. what the shittest thing ever would be? Oh, hang on. Shut the have worked before. Listen, Scrody. Just they jumped in the air. Scrody, just hold your fucking tits for a minute. It was great. I need to find some fucking sponsorship money, and I reckon we could be the dick story racing a super utes and get that fucking Renee Gracie chick, and she could fucking race our dick story racing super ute with a V8 in it. Because she's got a Mustang, and she does fucking burnouts in, like, you know, industrial areas and fucking shit. What do you reckon, mate? I reckon there'd be a better way to piss up money up against the wall. Sponsoring those two flogs at the racing cast. Yeah, quite. Mark's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, what the fuck happened to us, you know, getting on board with the Toyota A6s and our fucking mate Kane? Oh, I think um, there weren't any races this year. Yeah, they had a race at Bathurst, mate. Oh, they did, they did. Yeah, you, know, you, know what, you know what we should do then? What? National Racing Roundup! This is National Racing Roundup with, with the Warbster, the Sound Engineer and the DSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, National Racing Roundup. 11 months rolled into one <laughs> of National Racing Roundup. So, in a nutshell... Cameron, All happened. <laughs> Cameron Hill should be the Australian Porsche Carrera Cup champion because he won the last race. That was at the Grand Prix in March. Tom well, Randall is the Super also, 2 champion. Tom Randall Doesn't that also mean he won the Australian F1? There can only be one winner. He's the Australian Grand Prix champion. So anyway, Super 2 champion was Tom Randall after a grand total of two rounds. Three. Three. Oh, three. three. Wow. Uh, Super 3, Jalen Robotham should have been the champion, but there was no champion declared because they only ran two, two rounds. Australian GT sadly didn't fire a shot in anger. Porsche Challenge, which is the second string Porsche series, didn't fire a shot in anger. Mm-hmm. However, we did get the great view in Townsville of Roland Dane rolling around in a Jaguar XJS. The best bit. Was when the dude rolling broke, is very accurate. was when the dude broke it. No, it was a Camaro. He broke the Jag, and then they swapped cars. And what did, uh, what did, how did Roland react to that? Yeah, Morris, I don't give a fuck if you got your own fucking racetrack just down the road from my factory. I told you not to break my fucking race car. What was most interesting was um, <clears throat> the fact that the Jag clearly isn't Australian logbooked. 
Mm, because it has a fluid container within the cabin of the vehicle therefore would not have passed tech inspection aka scrutineering if it was an australian log booked vehicle well, we know but i digress built. we well, know no, it was no. built in the jag race car factory i digress i don't mean, I, i'd look at it as it's not the first time an illegal jags raced in australia 1985 ladies and gentlemen uh, what, else, what else happened in national racing was there any so, Warbster, the only series to have run has been the AMRS. What, uh, not TCR Australia? TCR have had one run, but have only qualified and haven't raced. S5000 have qualified, but haven't raced. National Trans Am had a race at mm. Adelaide. Touring Car Masters had a race at Adelaide, but that was it. Mm. There's been absolutely f*** all. Formula Ford, unfortunately, haven't run around... Mm. Of their national championship, the national series this year. On the plus side, Liam the Pie Man hasn't f- missed much racing, not finishing his Hyundai. I had a beer with a Pie Man the other week. Oh, yeah. Still pick- eating the pies? No. How many? How many? How many? How many beers did he have? Three point one four. He's the Pie Man. <laughs> wow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, National Racing Roundup. What we probably do, well, so what we probably do need to talk about is the AMRS have run around at Sydney Motorsport Park. Mm. They've also run around at QR, aka Tetley Motorsport Park, aka the place that COVID remembered. I'm gonna skip on that. And uh, <laughs> they have a round scheduled at Sandown in a couple of weeks' time. Hmm. Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, there hasn't been much in the national uh, racing scene this year, um, Hence why 11, season, 11 months could be put into one episode. Into about uh, eight and a half minutes, uh, sound engineer. Mm. To be honest, mate, I've got no fucking idea. We know. Haven't you proven that? So, Warbster, I think we can potentially round it out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. Kindness. Kindness. What we will probably run on our pages next, if um, if Caruso and Reynolds can get away with a QA, and a perhaps we can do a whole episode of Q&A. Well, so, but, but, so hang on. You mean Q&A as in we're actually answering questions or just we get a Liberal bloke and a Labor bloke and they just argue with each other for an hour? No, we're not the ABC. Okay. Yeah, it's not Quanda. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's racing cast question and answer. Oh boy, that could be interesting. Yeah. We'll shoot something out in the next uh, week or two. We aim to run another podcast episode between now and the end of the year. And we will most certainly do some touring cast episodes. We're already talking about that. That might be one for you. If you are listening to this episode on the Q&A, go onto YouTube and find an old Australian race that you would like us to do an alternative commentary to. Now, it might mean that Mike Raymond... AKA Peter Griffin or uh, or Neil's on Wheels gets uh, gets the or, or Evan Green gets the ass from yeah there's one for you you can uh, however I would like to make one caveat on this if some smart ass sends in a full Bathurst race it ain't gonna happen did that no I'll tell you right now we did that last year and uh, yeah. and I listened to no, that. actually actually no we will do it if someone's paced to get Mr J down here and we we listened to the last hundred minute edit and there was no way we could make it radio friendly. So, if you missed our live live alternative commentary of Bathurst last year, 
Fuck, uh, it was great. Bad luck. Yeah. And <laughs> you missed out. It was fucking awesome. I can tell you right now that your soundboard yeah. was potentially one of the funniest things I've done on live broadcasting good. in my life. Given that was the only time I've done live broadcasting, it would be hard. Right we better we better go and uh, get on the beers. Big thanks to Adam, AJ, Jack, Emily, and from Lake Minnetonka for letting us use their wonderful funky sounds as our intro music. I'd especially like to thank CBS. Joliet Jake Blues and Elwood Blues for the uh, the snip that I stole off YouTube <laughs> for our pre-intro today. Hmm. Sound engineer, it's been amazing to have you back behind the microphone. It's uh, it's Good been a fa- be it's yes. been a fairly challenging uh, four or five months having to live with you, you little fuck. And Warbster, definitely, definitely the second best looking co-host we've had all year. And Warbster, been seriously good to have you back at the DSO Cottage, ladies and gentlemen. We miss the shit out of doing this. 